I hear ya. I hear ya. I hear ya. Should probably christen the start of the podcast with therapy. Ding. Time. What it's time therapy is it? time. There you go. Wine therapy. Magic juoos. Juju. Magic juju ju. Hi Yvette. Hi Alma. How are you doing? I'm just doing good. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing good too. Yeah. I um brought the wine earlier this week, so we did have a small delay in regards to recording the podcast, but you should have seen me skipping because I was still gonna check out my friend Alma. And I seriously, I um, had my lunchbox and because I have to take it and then bring it. And so I had it all zipped up. And as I'm swinging, I hit a post and I'm like, oh, you. I totally broke. I totally broke the wine as I was, you know, being silly. And um, it turns out I didn't. So we're good. Right. <laughs> or else you would have had to buy more wine. <laughs> this would have been true. I'll be like, <laughs> was that hard to find? I went to Total Wine's website and then found out it was close to me. I literally threw every single Halloween, mummy, blood, witches, everything I could stick in there. And so um, I had a list of about eight different wines that I can go check out real fast and find out if they were in stock. And that's exactly what I did. So score with the vampire. So really quick. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Alma. I'm Yvette. And we are Tipsy Tipsy Tales. Tales. (laughs) So yes, I was going to say we should really start the name of this podcast, but eh, it's fine. I think if they're listening by now, they know who we are. You sure? Hmm. Hopefully. I thought they don't even know who I am. We reached 600 downloads today. So me and Yvette, like every single time, like we reach another hundred mark, we we do a little dance. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So, so I tried to watch um, Haunted Hill House. And so me and Talia tried to watch that on Sunday. Watched about five minutes. Actually, watched up until the little girl gets put back asleep. Spoilers, but it's like literally the first five minutes. And um, and the little and the face comes from behind. And me and Talia, Talia look at each other. We're like, nope, turned it off. <laughs> I love that movie or that show. I love it. It was really good. We actually um, ended up watching finish? it on Tuesday. We went through the, we went through the first episode. So, did you like it? I did actually. I really did. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was something a little bit different that I've seen. So um, it wasn't your typical bullshit. Oh, right. Although I am a total sucker for teen movies. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of wine did you bring? All right. So I am bringing wah-ah-ah. Uh, uh. I'm not sure if that's a vampire sound or not. By one. the way, wah, uh, uh. No. When, when this releases, <laughs> Halloween will be the next day. Yes, it will. So it'll be Halloween Eve. Mm-hmm. And well, our and theme. I, our theme is vampire. It's uh, And I actually, I'll actually post all the other stuff on there, but it is a Vampire Cabernet Sauvignon, and the winemaker's um, notations on there is Sip the Blood of the Vine. It's a 2013 Cabernet Sauvignon, Napa Valley, California. Um, of course, 13.5 alcohol uh, percentage-wise, which, you know, I'm all about the 12 and up, so... <laughs> Right there um, with you. The winemaker's notes are it's a full body with blackberry, dark cherry aroma, and just the right amount of oak flavors leading to a lingering finish. So what do you think, Alma? I love it. 
it's supposed I like the lingering finish. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so it's classic small lot fermentations followed by aging in oak, which gives full expression to the rich flavors in this wine. It's a perfect com- complement to any fine meals um, that two mortals at, at summer's twilight or pretty much any time you feel like it. So what I found interesting about this wine, though, is that um, the vineyard that's actually in California now actually started out in Transylvania in 2007. Shut up. Yes, I thought you'd like that. So the Machat family uprooted their connections in Transylvania and moved to move the wine production to California where they reside today. Rumor has it that the vampire vineyards are actually owned by a circle of vampires. Wow. Um, Michael Machant first began talking about the branding wine with Vampire Mark in 1985 after picking up a mysterious hitchhiker, which was the Vampire Mark, on a late night drive through pitch black Nevada uh, desert. Interesting. I thought you'd like that. This would have been good last week when we were talking about chalices of blood. Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. Actually, yeah, I agree. (laughs) It's good, though. I, I love cabs. Me too. They have. They just have a lot of different depth to them, so I'm happy with that. It's kind of fruity, a little. Mm-hmm. How's that? It's a. It's a. What did it say? It's a fine, fine, fine wine for two mortals to enjoy during a summer's eve. Well, it's fallish, but it's fine. It's Halloween eve. <laughs> <laughs> it's real dark. It's not real light. So. So, anything else going on this week? Um, no, besides that. Um, you me, had your sleep study? I did have my sleep study. I uh, don't sleep. Awesome for me. So. <laughs> they figured out you don't sleep. Yeah, I don't sleep well, so I tend to be real foggy sometimes. But they're giving me real good meds, so let's hope. I'm trying a new one tonight, so let's hope that'll go well. Um, I did watch another movie with Talia because that kind of seems to be our theme lately since she's been really into like the whole true crime movies but not really true crime because it scares her again she's the original true true crime junkie um since she was really young so we actually watched copycat which is on netflix with harry connick jr sigourney weaver um one of the mcdermott's (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's actually in 1992 if i believe oh it sounds familiar yeah so um she she thought it was pretty good. I actually still thought it was good even after all this time. So, I mean, some stuff's a little bit of a stretch, but the computers in those days when watching this movie, I was like, wow, she's like state of the art. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe feel kind of dumb, though, because they're still doing things in um, in Microsoft. So they're right. still having to type out all those commands rather than Windows. And you're like, click, click, click. Chat rooms. Oh, my God. I remember chat rooms. Right. Not that I really like we dabbled for a minute and I was like this this is just mm-mm. insane yeah yeah I never did chat rooms at all I didn't have a need for it I think at that point in time it was more about people picking up on people it was the early tinder it was no it wasn't well, always sure just that it was them. like kind of like information and stuff like that like people wanting to talk about certain things it wasn't all like that no maybe just the i got a computer super late so um i don't know maybe it was just what i was interested in the chat rooms i saw i was like <laughs> nope oh yeah so um i was gonna post a picture of osa uh-huh. on instagram chata? and yeah i want to call her chata <laughs> she's gonna nickname the dog chata instead <laughs> she looks like a chata and i realized that i had deleted 
all the pictures on my Samsung Note 8, all my pictures, oh, except oh, for stuff that feeling. I had moved into other folders. That is a worst feeling. Yeah, so it's like prompting me to update, and I'm like trying to figure out if I can retrieve those pictures before I update my phone. So as soon as I figure that out, I'll put some pictures up, hopefully cool. before this airs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what you got for us? All right. Well, I'm going to like ahead of time say this is, um, well, they're all sad. Um, a lot of the true, most of the true crime is sad either way, but this is kind of grisly. So if you listen to us with any kids on hand, I would probably suggest not doing that today. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not something you want to listen to. So I originally was looking up true crimes for vampires. And so as I spent the time looking at this, I kind of halfway thought I shouldn't probably do this because it's not in the vein of funny Halloween. But I already had gone too far into it that I didn't have time to switch out. So. Right. We're All ready. Right. You've been warned, everybody. Okay. So again, thanks. Because, you know, we thanked all the pedias last time. I'm going to thank pretty much the same <laughs> donate if you can because they're really good to us so murderpedia wikipedia and history mysteries and thoughtco.com so that's who i'm thinking for their research i am actually doing my story on the vampire of sacramento really yeah Okay, so I'm going to start it off. Um, on December 29, 1977, Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old engineer and father of two boys, was helping his wife bring groceries into their home when he was shot and killed by a passing car. That would be the, actually the beginning of the attacks, um, which would terrorize people of Sacramento for the next month. Richard Trenton Chase was born on on May 23rd, 1950. He was raised in a in a very strict household, um, beaten often by his father. And by age 10, he exhibited evidence of all three of the McDonald's triad: bedding, bedwetting, arson, and cruelty to animals, which which is seen by some as possible indications of future violent tendencies. So I did a little bit of history on actually um, that study, then. Which they pretty much said exactly what I said, um, what the studies were about. But in reality, there's no real clinical science behind it, which I actually found out as well. So take that as you will. It's just like a common theme with people. With a lot of people that tend to be violent. Yeah. Violent offenders. And head, head, head pangs. (laughs) Head injuries. Let's try that again. (laughs) You're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Bang your head. Right. I did that. I went to a concert. System of the Down. Bomb as F. I banged my head so hard, I actually right. had um, whiplash for two days. <laughs> Best concert ever. I was in yoga, like rocking yoga pants with zippers. I had my Eagle shirt on, so I know Eagles, System of the Down, whatever. And then I had my um, Adidas on, so I was ready to rock. It was awesome. Sorry, back to the story. <laughs> Okay, so Richard Trenton Chase, um, again, um, be- beaten by his dad, bedwetting, arson, cruelty to animals, showing the trifecta of true indicators of future violent tendencies. So in high school, um, they said that his his mental disorders um, intensified during this time. He became a drug user, um, exhibited symptoms of delusional thinking, um, had a handful of girlfriends, um, which who he was never actually able to um, maintain and continue a relationship. And they think it was partly due to his inability to achieve and maintain an erection. 
Um, because he had, he was obviously uncomfortable, wanted to know why this is a situation. He actually uh, consulted a psychiatrist, um, and he was told that the root of his problem was either repressed rage or mental illness. Um, after the doctor had diagnosed him, he chose not to go over there and see that psychiatrist again, which is a shame. So after turning about 18, he moved out of his parents' house and in with a few roommates. Um, the new living arrangement didn't last long because, um, he would actually actually walk around nude everywhere didn't care who was there company was there didn't care walked so they kicked out. Him out well they tried to kick him out um but he wouldn't leave so instead all the roommates oh. left and in, in, instead so with that having a whole apartment to himself um his delusions became worse and um his delusions became worse. He ended up moving back with his parents, but not before, um, while he was in that apartment by himself, he started really, um, started, um, finding animals, torturing them, um, started getting really, really, really bad. Um, had to eventually move back home with his mom and his dad. Um, he actually, he, he was actually convinced that his mom was trying to poison him his dad being completely just fed up with that bullshit ended up um, running an apartment for him and just kind of forced him to move out. So again, now he's back out on his own. So he, his parents, like, were they abusive? They said he was. They said they were, he was very strict, that they were both... Um, one article said that his father was abusive and the other one said his mom was. So I'm not sure where that line is and what is abuse. Right. Did he get spanked a lot? Was it mental abuse? They didn't elaborate on that sort of stuff either way. Um, so as he's now he's by himself, paranoia, delusions even get worse. So he ends up at the hospital emergency room in search of help because um, he had the delusion that his heart was would stop beating or that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. Um, he'd hold oranges to his head, um, believing that vitamin C would be absorbed by his brain via, di- via just osmosis. What? Um, yeah, I, which I was like, what the hell? Can you imagine that? I wish that? I You're could like, absorb vitamins that way. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I absorb I, I wish I could absorb everything that way. I absorb fat that way. I'm like, I look at food and it literally attaches to my ass. <laughs> so... He actually also believed that his cranial bones had become separated and were moving his, moving around. So what does a person do when they feel that way? Um, he shaved his head so that he'd be able to watch this activity. Huh? Yeah. Wait. He shaved his head because he thought his bones were moving around on the back of his head? So, like, he just put up a mirror in the back of his head so he could watch the bones moving around? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Alrighty then. A little crazy. A little yeah. Bit. So he began to um, capture, kill, and disembowel various animals. Um, he would actually eat them raw. He be he began putting the entrails of the animals he had put into a blender um, with some Coca Cola to make smoothies. Um, he had actually Blech. right, um, girl. I'm saying, um, he actually reasoned Coca-Cola that Coca Cola and entrails, yummy, huh? <laughs> Is that what you the did s- the last time? <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. smoothie is that girl it is nasty as hell when i was looking at the story Astro tried to pick me up because we had to do a total wine okay. run and i was like why are you so upset and i'm like because this shit is gross and i've already invested too much time so i'm not gonna change so i'm glad i didn't eat dinner yet no so um he actually reasoned that drinking this concoction um would prevent his heart from shrinking 
Okay. He feared that um, if it shrank too much, that he would actually disappear and die. So, with this with this thought, um, he actually suffered from blood poisoning after injecting blood of a rabbit into his veins, and he was involuntarily hospitalized and diagnosed with schizophrenia. Wow. How old was he at this point? Um, let's see here. 1997, well, 1975, 95. You're like, 90s? No! <laughs> 50, so he was 25. Okay. Okay. So he then escaped the hospital, went home with his mom, um, where he was actually um, apprehended and then taken to the criminally insane. Are you still real nauseated over yeah, that last part? Little. It's not going to get better. I apologize. Made my stomach a little queasy. You want to stop for a second? No, we're All fine. Right. It's not good. It's not getting any better. So, again, he escaped from the hospital, um, went home to his mom's house. Um, they, they caught him, took him to, the, to an institution for the criminally insane, where he often shared with the staff members his fantasies about killing rabbits and his blood fantasies. He was actually once found with blood um, smeared on his on his mouth because he had actually captured a couple of birds uh, through the bars of his bedroom window, snapped their necks, and then sucked their blood. So then he began to be known as Dracula. Oh my god! So um, they had him there for a while. When they gave him a bunch of different medications um, until he was deemed no longer a danger to society in 1976. So about a year later. He was released into um, his parents' custody. His mom deciding that her son did not need to be on any of those medications. Oh because my he was God, fine. what is wrong with people? <laughs> I'm telling you, I sat the same thing. I'm yelling at my computer, why, why? He sucked the blood out of birds. Girl, he injected his veins with rabbit blood. He made... Because, why? Because Entrails he thought his smoothies. heart was shrinking. Okay. But they he doesn't need oranges, medication, right. you know. He's perfectly fine. Oranges. He's cured. He's well, cured he won't have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, again, she decides to weed him off because, okay. you know, he's fine. He's fine, fine, fine. I see how thick your story is, so I yeah. know. It, it's not better. So his parents... um. Of course, don't want him the fuck there. By all means, let's wean you off your medications and ship you off to be by yourself again. So, again, starts that whole behavior, capture, torture, kills um, rabbits, dogs, cats. Um, he actually ate a neighbor's pet. and oh my then con Oh, he would actually eat neighbor's pets as in as in plural multiple pets yes and at least con- and contacted at least one of the neighbors to let them know oh i'm so, sorry I, your pet wandered into my yard and so i had him for dinner like yeah. what I, I, i'm saying you know how man if you think about it though being that neighbor how fucking freaked out are you i mean you're mad but are you more scared than Matt? <laughs> like, all right, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to back up now and I'm going to go inside and call 911. Uh, which one? What's a dog? I mean, are the police? Well, I guess now it would be. It was a 70s girl. They didn't give a shit. Oh, my God. You could eat as many dogs as you want. They just did not care. So at the same time, of course, like any person with schizophrenia that is completely off his medications um he starts to develop a fascination for firearms and eventually purchased several handguns which he practiced obsessively 
Um, but he, okay, we have to make the the distinction that not every person that has schizophrenia or no, 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 is no, a yes, serial killer. You're absolutely right. In this case, this guy is a motherfucker nut. was insane. So take that. Yeah, I'm talking okay. about just this person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, by themselves. You gotta bear with me because I was actually just listening to another podcast, this American Life, and they're talking. No, it was American Life. I'm not sure which podcast it was because I was listening to several, but they were just talking about how parents are having to deal with kids that have been killed in like uh, mass shootings, and they were talking about that guy who went into that theater and shot a bunch of people up, and how her parents were, and and so on and so forth. So that's why you know I just I kind of have that little anger right now, right. but. I apologize to anybody who's offended. I'm talking about this guy in particular. I only say that because there's that kind of mental illness that has run through my family. Girl, same. I have the same thing. So like I said, when I say it, it's specifically right. under this. Just don't want us to offend anybody. Of course not. And that's not our intent at all. Right. So. Never. Um, he became fascinated by the crimes of the Hillside Strangler, and he believed the Strangler was also a victim of the Nazi UFO conspiracy that he um, also believed he was a victim of. Um, part, of his des- part of his delusion was that he needed to prevent the Nazis from turning his blood into powder via poison they had planted beneath his soap dish. Okay. So someone's a little bit off the rails. Perfectly, perfectly logical reasoning. Right. So, um, at that point in time, he starts, you know, stop taking care of himself. He's not bathing. He's not grooming. He's not brushing his teeth. He's not even eating. And he drops to about 145 pounds. Now, I probably have the height here, but I, I don't remember it offhand. So, so one day in 1977, um, he goes, um, his mom hears a doorbell. She answers it. Um, and she is greeted by her son. Um, by thrusting a dead cat in her face. Oh, my God. Well, he you did. know what? That's what you get for taking him off his medications, lady. Here's a gift. Right? Toma. That's not the end of it, though, girl. Oh, my God. He threw the cat to the ground, knelt down, ripped its stomach open with his bare hands, and stuck his hands inside the cat, smearing his blood, sorry, oh smearing its blood all over his face while screaming. His mother calmly... <gasps> turned inside the house and did not report the incident to anybody. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What is wrong with this lady? Fuck if I know. I I, I mean, I, she doesn't think that he's a danger to society. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. So um, on August third, nineteen seventy seven, um, the Nevada State Police discovered. Um, Chase's Ford Rancho lodged in a sand drift near Pyramid Lake, Nevada. Inside were a couple of rifles, pile of clothes, and a bucket full of blood. Um, they tracked him down, and when they did, he was naked and screaming in the sand, soaked from, soaked from, soaked of blood from head to toe. Um, so they couldn't arrest him because it was cow blood. What? Yeah, I don't know why somebody carries a pail of cow blood. They but couldn't arrest him. They couldn't like. No, detain him because it wasn't human blood. It was he was just being a I weirdo. Mean, in the 1970s, they found a smaller reason to arrest minorities. Yeah, I know, but that's not the case oh in this God. situation. Okay. So he actually explained to the police that the blood was actually his own and that it had actually leaked out of him through his flesh. So again, he's completely off the rails. 
Just a little um, bit. On December 27, 1977, um, he fired a 22 handgun into the home of a Sacramento woman. The police search the police search of the woman's home found the slug um, in her kitchen and nobody was harmed. But it wasn't um, long before he had actually committed his first murder, which was of Ambrose Griffin, which is the story that I told you from the get, where he was just helping his wife t- take groceries and like all husbands do, and he was shot. So this is where it gets pretty bad. So It's not bad already. Yeah, it, it's, oh it's awful, but okay. it, it, it gets much worse. So, I'm not uh, taking any glee out of drinking this vampire wine I know, right now. I, I <laughs> kind of thought that after the fact, but everything was kind of set in motion. So um, cover your ears if anybody's listening. So about 10 days, 12 days later, he actually um, asked his neighbor for a cigarette and then forcibly restrained, retr- restrained her until... He, until she gave him the whole entire pack. Two weeks later, he attempted to enter the home of another woman, but finding that her doors were locked, um, he went into her backyard and then walked away. He later told detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome. Um, But the unlocked doors... In true vampire form, you have to be invited in. Exactly. If the doors were unlocked, that was an invitation. Okay. So while wandering around, he encountered a um, girl named Nancy Holden, with with which he had actually attended high school with. Um, he attempted to get a ride from her, but um, she was completely freaked out by his appearance that she was like, no thanks. You could walk. Yeah. So he actually went down the street instead, and then he broke into a home of a, of a young married couple, stole some of their valuables urinated into a drawer of their infant's clothing and then defecated on the infant's crib. The couple came home while Chase was still in the house. The husband attacked him, but he escaped. So he actually continued to attempt to enter homes until he came across the home of David and Teresa Wallen. David was at work. Um, Teresa, three months pregnant at home, uh, was in the middle of taking out her garbage, so she left the front door unlocked. So she ac- he actually surprised her in her home, shot her three times, um, once in the hand as she you know tried to block it, and then twice in the head. Um, it was the same gun that I actually used in that earlier drive-by of Ambrose Griffin. He then dragged her body to the bedroom. He raped her post-mortem repeatedly stabbed her with a butcher knife. When he finished, he carved open her corpse and removed several of her internal organs using a bucket to collect the blood, taking it in the bathroom to bathe in it, and then slicing off her nipple, drank the blood um, using an empty yogurt container as a drinking glass. Oh my god. So before he even left, he went into the yard, found a pile of dog feces, returned it to stick it into her mouth. Oh... And this is all with, again, within a month, so um, it's just awful. Final murders, which is the worst. Um, January 23rd, the same month, a few days later, um, two days actually after killing uh, Teresa Wallen, he purchased two puppies from a neighbor. He then killed and drank the blood of them, leaving the bodies on the neighbor's front lawn. Um, th- three, no, four days later after that, he entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Mermoth, who was babysitting her 22-year-old nephew and also had her six, um, six-year-old boy at home. She had been visited by her neighbor, Dan Merrith. Um, he was calling just to kind of 
come and check up on her, make sure everything was okay. So um, she went to take a shot to take a shower while he just kind of watched the kids. And it was during this time where he and Chase entered the home. He shot he shot Dan point blank um, with his twenty two gun, killing him. He then turned over the corpse, stole his wallet and car keys. Um, the little six-year-old boy ran to his um, mother's bedroom where Chase chased him down, um, shot him twice in the head, mm. on the way killing the two-year-old little boy because he had shot him in the head as well. Okay, so he, um, after shooting the kids, he actually makes his way to um, the, the bathroom where Evelyn is taking a bath. He attacks her, um, rapes, sodomizes her multiple times. The medical examinal report actually um, reported an, reported an internate amount of semen in the corpse's rectum, indicating that he had raped her several oh times. Oh my god! Um, then he actually sodomized her with a knife, penetrating her uterus. He stabbed her in a series of vital points in the body, which caused blood from internal organs to pull into into her stomach, which then he sliced open and drained into a bucket. And then he consumed all the blood. So while this is all happening, um, there's a knock at the door. Six-year-old little girl, um, who the six-year-old little boy was supposed to have a play date on, play date with, I'm sorry, um, scares him. He flees the scene, stealing um, Dan's car. And the girl, obviously seeing this awful sight, um, starts screaming, alerts the neighbors, where they actually broke into the home to find this just massacre mess um he had actually chase had actually left perfect handprints all over the walls and then um, imprints of his souls um that was in evelyn's blood unfortunately um the police get there and as they're going over the whole crime scene um the infant's missing his body's not there oh my god so seeing so much blood just everywhere um they doubted very much that you know, little David was alive. They actually figured out who Chase was. They found him. They went to his apartment, and there's a lot of other more gory stuff that I'm not going to even repeat. They questioned him. They found a bunch of different parts from different people he had killed and disemboweled before. Um, when they actually asked him where the baby was at, um, he said he was at a corpse at a nearby church, and that's exactly where he was found. So, um... Five days after this mass murder, after hearing the FBI profile, because they did profile him as a um, tall, malnourished loner, physically unclean, and that he would continue to escalate and kill, Nancy Holden contacted police saying that she believed that Richard Chase would be the killer. So I believe the FBI, if I remember correctly, even having the handprint and the um, the sole you know, of his foot um, in evidence. They think they still went out and announced that this is what they were looking for. They said this is a profile that, you know, that this person likely is. Um, so it was at that time Nancy Holden had contacted the police and so told them that they think it was Richard Chase that was the killer. And I believe, if I remember correctly, he was the one that, she was the one that he had asked for a ride before mm-hmm. a few weeks back. The police um, ran a background check on him, saw that um, he had registered a 22 um, pistol so they went to his apartment asked to speak to him um he refused the detectives um and the police 
hid down the hallway and waited for him to leave, arresting him as he left the apartment. Um, he was actually carrying a blood-stained box. His parka and his shoes were also completely blood-stained. Inside were pieces of shredded, blood-soaked wallpaper, a blood-stained huh? 22, which he had committed the murders with. He claimed that the bloody wallpaper and the bloody gun were a result of, sev- of killing several dogs. When the police performed a search of Chase's, um, of Chase himself, they found that he was carrying um, Dan's wallet. They actually, at that point, entered his apartment and they found walls, floors, ceilings, refrigerator, and all of his eating and drinking utensils completely soaked in blood. On the counter was a, a blender as well, which he used oh to make God. his smoothies. Um, it was caked in coagulated blood and then just rotting matter of internal organs. Oh, gross. Inside the refrigerator, they found several animal parts wrapped in aluminum foil alongside with several of his most recent victims in his latest killing in a Tupperware container. He was completely, completely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they also found, then on the other counter, they found a bunch of pet collars, um... And then they actually had found out um, on his table, he had spread out numerous diagrams depicting various aspects of the human biology. So do they have a count of like how many people total? I, I think the people that I mentioned are the only people that he's actually, they knew that he killed. So right. if he did something outside of it, it was never caught. It was never linked to him at that point. So um, yeah, so that's unfortunately more than, than enough. But it, I think in total ended up being six that's at least what he was um, charged with. Okay. So in order to avoid the death penalty, um, the defense... Yeah, in order for... He wanted to avoid the death penalty, so the defense (laughs) tried to have Chase found guilty on second-degree murder on top of... um, First, they actually tried to get an insanity plea, but they they were like, fuck that, no. Um, they, They... said, hey, he has some mental illness, um, so on and so forth. None of this premeditated. And, of course, there was still, like, um, fuck no. So on May 8th, the jury found Chase guilty um, of six counts of first-degree murder. The defense asked for for a clemency hearing in which the judge determined that Chase was not legally um, insane, which I had mentioned. He was then sentenced to die in the gas chamber. Um, Were his parents during all of this? I have no idea. There's no information in regards to that, but I can't imagine they're anywhere near him. I I honestly think the mom should be convicted simply because why the fuck did she take him off his meds? Right. Why did she think that was a good idea? It wasn't like he didn't have history of of, of problems well, beforehand on top of everything like he basically just like mutilated an animal and showed it to her and she was like okay and, and she turn around, shut the door. door the hell while he was in prison the other inmates including gang members everything else um were aware of just how fucking awful he was they had graphic and Depraved. bizarre um nature of his crimes so they actually everybody actually was afraid of him so um, they actually, instead of trying to kill him themselves, they would they would um, often try to convince him to actually commit suicide. So um, so actually, it looks like he eventually uh, followed through with that. Um, he actually did a series of interviews for Robert Resler in which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, um, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. Um, he had asked Resler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could send trial for the murders. 
years. He also handed Resler a large amount of macaroni and cheese during this interview. What? That he was actually or, hoarding in his pocket. Uh, I was going to say, where did he get macaroni and cheese? I guess from lunch okay. and just took his pocket. On December 26, 1980, like I mentioned before, um, the guard doing cell checks found um, Chase lying awkwardly in his bed, not breathing. An autopsy determined that Chase had committed suicide by an overdose of um, prescription prescribed antidepressants that he had actually been saving in his pocket for the last several weeks. Wow. And that is the story of uh, the vampire of Sacramento. That was gruesome. Yeah. I actually stopped drinking my wine for a minute. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait. Then I was like, fuck. Yeah. I've never heard that story. I'm surprised. Neither have I. So I think because of the gruesomeness of this actual story is probably the reason why a lot of people stay away from it. Right. So, which I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was pretty gross yeah and awful for it was poor people I, that's like i said when sort of picking up he's like the families it was just awful animals yeah. okay all right i, I, I feel <laughs> like i'm gonna need a need a, i'm gonna need a minute hold on i i'm gonna probably guzzle this wine right now because i know it was awful i told you i warned you we might have to put a disclaimer on that one yeah ahead of time Yes. That wasn't very therapeutic. It was not. I made you feel even worse. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, it was a good story. It was just really, really gruesome. Yeah, and I usually don't like to do a lot of gruesome stuff. Um, unfortunately, some of the details I kind of had to mention right. to, no, for the yeah, story yeah. itself. I mean, but that's what a, we, we do. So. But on Murderpedia especially, they went to a lot more detail in regards to that Thank stuff. And I just us. could not even stomach it If anybody it wants to know, like, all the gory they details, they can look that. it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> let's get to a little bit more fun, scary, Usa. Halloween-ish stuff. Alma, what's your story for the day? Well, I don't know how much more fun my story is. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the Bell Witch? No, I have not. You've never heard of the Bell Witch? I don't believe so. Okay. I know you haven't watched the Blair Witch Project. I have. Ins- the first one. Shut up. Yes. Okay, so let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like all I have is stories, but this is what ha- happened. What ha- happened what is ha- that. <laughs> so um, there was a point in time where I did not mind watching scary stories. Um, I, I don't sleep very well, like I mentioned earlier, so um, unfortunately... When I would dream, it'd be extremely, extremely graphic and gruesome. So um, I, I, I stopped watching them for that part. Besides the whole scary, demonized, witch-spirited stuff, um, which I'm not real comfortable with. Anyways, um, on occasion, I would watch the scary movie here and there. So that happened to be one of them because it was getting great reviews. So me, Sergio, sat there, watched it, and about almost the majority of the movie in, probably about 15 minutes left, I got up, but I'm like, I can't watch this no more. Sergio's sort of like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He's like, I'm not going to stop to watch it. I'm like, Bye. At what point does Sergio, like, not figure out, like, I am not investing in this movie because you're <laughs> going to walk out. Um, I think he always, I mean, it's so, it's so hit and miss with me half the time that right. sometimes what he thinks is going to completely freak me out doesn't. And the things he, he feels is not going to freak me out totally does right there's no rhyme or reason to my insanity so um so the next morning i get up and i'm like damn it i really want to watch the rest of that of that fucking movie and um 
what happens is, so Sergio's asleep. I'm an early bird. If anybody's going to know anything about me, I don't sleep, as I said, but I'm also an early bird. So right. um, my husband could sleep As I found out when we long. went to San Diego. Oh, my God. Stay up late, and then you're, like, at the crack of fucking dawn, out, like, jogging on the beach. Yes, girl. I Meanwhile, mean- I'm like... <laughs> was a whole other story yes girl. as soon as i'd get up uh, mark would like pop up his ears he's like she's up she's up like he has to beat me to be up and then right. sergio would like mosey on down and then we do our six mile run walk and meanwhile i was mimis i was still probably drunk <laughs> yeah that's a whole other thing like i don't even know how you do that like, when i'm drinking forget it i'm sleeping in i hear you for sure so um blair witch project um so the next day i get up and I'm like, I fucking want to finish watching this movie. So I, I go and I'm like, baby. And I kind of nudge Sergio and he's like, oh my God, it, what fucking time is it? And I'm like, it's like seven, but just get up and watch this movie with me. He's like, no, I watched it last night. And I'm like, just watch it with me, baby, please. I will make breakfast and I won't even ask you for help. And he's just like. Sergio's kind of a saint in that regard. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so he's like, all right, all right. So he gets up, lays on the couch, play the movie. And 15 minutes is over because that's all I had left of the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? Was he in the car? And so, um, yeah, so I eventually finished watching the movie, ended up making breakfast, which I was like, that was 15 minutes, but whatever. And um, yeah, so I did watch that movie to answer your question. Sorry, that was a long, long way to go around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was... uh... It was inspired by this story. Oh, okay. Ooh, and there was also another movie. And I honestly, like, I never watched the Blair Witch Project all the way through because, like, the camera movements and yeah. angles was just too much for me that at the time. That was another thing. Made me sick. Yeah. I couldn't. There was another movie that came out not that long ago. Well, actually, it was a while ago. It was the one about the aliens where it was just like they were running around and the camera yes. angles. And um, I could barely watch that either. Yeah, those camera, when they're doing like the very realistic, yeah. like I can't watch a lot yeah, of those. It's really hard for I have me to, to actually stop what I'm doing, look away or look at the floor to kind of get my I bearings. Know, bearings, I want to say, but I'm pretty sure it's some sort of inner yeah, something. I'm, I'm the same way. So there was another movie in 2005. Um, it was called The American Haunting. Okay. And it was it was loosely based on this, but. I didn't realize at the time that it was based on the Bell Witch. Really? And as I'm like researching the story, I was like, why does this sound so familiar? And it was this story. Really? Yeah. So um, a lot of the elements in the story are, you know, are pretty true to some of the accounts of the story. Okay. Um, But the conclusion at the end was, you know, they took their liberties and kind of went with it so i'm not gonna go into it in case anybody hasn't watched it okay no spoilers Uh, no spoilers but it's a real good movie it has donald sutherland and a few other actors uh sissy spacex in it okay Um, i like sissy i do too um so it was a really good movie my story begins in 1817 okay when the family of john bell a prominent farmer began experiencing strange phenomena in and around their Adams, Tennessee home. In the beginning, when John Bell was out and about in his property inspecting his farm, he notices a strange creature, which resembled a dog, but with the head of a rabbit. Oh no, that's not good. So yeah, he didn't think so either, and he fires at the creature, but he misses it. Goes on about his life. Okay. Next, his son Drew Bell approaches as a bird that um, he doesn't recognize, And it's perched on a fence. And when he gets closer to the bird, the bird flies off. 
and it's like unusually large. Okay. Um, and then his daughter Betsy or Elizabeth Bell um, sees a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. So is this um, done in different times or is this all around the same time? That's all, It's all around the same time. Okay. Like the beginning of this, like in 1817, like a lot of it. So is... the crazy rabbit dog and large beast of a bird and right. the little green dress yeah. girl. Everything. No, no. I think all of this is in 1817. That would freak me out already. <laughs> yeah. It gets better. Much better. Right. Now I'm drinking my wine. All right. Sorry. Okay. That's what we do. That's yeah. what we do. You gross the shit out of me and I scare the shit out of you. That wasn't my intention, <laughs> I but I was like, like That's what we do. All right. Anyways, so... And then another uh, account was Dean, a slave of the... Bell family also recounted that he had been followed by a large black dog on evenings he visited his wife. Okay. So then the phenomena moves to the house. So do they all live together? Yeah, there's okay. it's the whole Bell family. So oh, okay. So they probably uh, John have like Bell, a compound. His of wife, Lucy, and their nine children live in this house. I feel like this mosquito's trying to drink my blood. No, I don't know if it's a mosquito. It's like a little weird Not- thing. That was that thing that was crawling right there. It's driving me crazy too. <laughs> I, did you see me? I'm like, <laughs> we're doing some I'm not possessed fighting. or anything. <laughs> okay, so um, like I said, it moved to the house. They hear knocking on the door and walls of the house. It sounds like somebody's throwing rocks at the house. Okay. Um, the family heard sounds of gnawing on the beds, invisible dogs fighting, and chains along, like being dragged along the floor. Um, about this time, John Bell began experiencing paralysis of his mouth. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That fucking freaks me the hell out. Yeah. The bed sheets were pulled um, from the beds of the children. Yeah. Why, Almo? Why? Is this payback a little bit? No, 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 no. It's okay. just like this is a, a story that I found. It took me a long time to find a story this week that I wanted to do. Okay. But once I started like researching this story, okay. there is a lot. Okay. Like some of the stories that I do, it's like I have to piece things together. Right. This one is like a plethora of information Good. that's out there. So, that's so much easier to research. Yeah, but also it's like trying to condense it all and like, and there's so many different stories, you know, like different accounts out there. Like, so I just tried to find the commonality and everything. Um, I'm so freaking about that paralyzed mouth. It reminds me oh, of, yeah. um, what was that Twilight Zone, the movie where he just erased the mouth completely? Oh, that yeah, I remember out. that. Oh, yeah. Was it the little boy? Yeah, I remember. I that one, that's one of the ones that freaked me out the most. Was, I agree. I think it's when like kids are they're like yeah children in the corn that. It's because kids are supposed to be nice, sweet, and innocent, and so when you put something that's supposed to be in that category and make them evil, it just does not sit well. I don't know if you heard me because I feel like I'm far away from the microphone <laughs> when I did that. Okay. Soon the activity escalates and the entity is pulling the hair and scratching the children and poor Betsy seems to be the main target and she's continuously slapped until her cheeks turn red. Um, She's pinched, she's bruised, um, she's stuck with invisible pins. Oh my God. And she's the oldest and apparently she's like the favorite daughter. Okay. So, um, quick question. I know I'm sorry I keep interrupting you. So, um, did, did they always live in this facility or in the, all of a sudden this kind of this strange like stuff started happening? Yeah. 
Okay, so out of yeah, the blue? Yeah, so, like, apparently they lived there for a few years before this start ha- started happening. Okay. So something triggered it, and there's, like, a, a couple of theories out there. Um, not any that I actually found online, but, okay. like, as I was listening to some of the YouTube videos and whatever, um, a few document documentaries, one of them was that there's a cave nearby, and there's also an Indian burial ground. Oh, okay. And I'll get into that more. But one of the theories was that the kids found a skull. Um, I think it was John Jr. found a skull and they brought it back to the house. And one of the teeth from the skull fell out of the skull and into the floorboards. Oh, no. And yeah, that's that. Not all the stories are the same. Yeah. And I I think in one of these things, people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Like I said, the activity escalated and it starts targeting um, poor Betsy. And also her shoes would be unlace themselves and sail across the room while the witch laughed uproariously. Wait, there's a witch laughing? Yeah. Oh, no. And I'll get into that a little bit more. Well, so they called it a witch. Okay. But it could probably be categorized more as a poltergeist. Okay. The entity tormented Elizabeth to the extent that the Bell family became afraid to leave her alone for fear that the witch, um, quote unquote, would kill her. Two of her close girlfriends from the neighborhood spent most nights with her and witnessed the horrors Elizabeth endured from Kate. And Kate was the name of the witch. The name that she basically gave herself. Yeah. Even when Elizabeth spent the night away from home, friends, um, with friends, the witch would follow her. (gasps) Yeah, no. so she couldn't get away from it. No, 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 no. That's that's no that's no good. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. So Betsy falls in love with a boy named Joshua Gardner. And while he came from one of the county's best families and he was regarded as an excellent uh match for her, the witch didn't like him. And it begged Elizabeth not to marry him, and it did everything in its power to break up their romance. So I'll just leave that there for now. The entity became vocal at first, making sounds like a low, broken, whistling sound, but soon the disembodied voice gained strength, becoming a distinct whisper, and and then it developed into a clear, distinct uh, female voice. From then on, it spoke to the family often. At that point, they couldn't get it to shut the fuck up. Wow. Like, it was just always. And to the point, soon after the operation began to to speak out loud and it was asked who are you and what do you want and the voice answered feebly i am a spirit i was once very happy but have been disturbed so that was one one of the answers that it gave um it also has been said that she identified herself as the witch of kate bats which is weird because um she's a neighbor of the bell family and a neighbor yeah and at one point, um, John Bell had bad business dealings with her Okay. over the purchase of slaves. And this news was also interesting because of the fact that Kate Batts was alive. Oh, shit. So, like, an actual living person is haunting Almost separated them. in a weird... So, and that's one of the theories. Okay. I mean, it just gets weirder. According to the superstition of the day, loaning a pin to someone... A pin gave them that person or gave a witch the control over the lender. Really? Yeah. Not everyone believed in witches, of course, but everyone in the neighborhood made it a practice of hiding their pins anyway whenever Kate Batts um, came to call. Really? And I didn't put it in here, but like one of um, the documentaries that I was listening to, Kate Batts and her husband, like they own a farm nearby, and she was an apparently an interesting woman because she wore the pants in the family apparently 
she didn't go anywhere without having like three slaves on hand and she would like make it a point to be late walking late to church and she was very outspoken which was you know just not the way women acted back then so I'm um, conflicted because I'm like well woman could speak all she wants but right, at the but same not, time she owns then. slaves and I'm like well fuck her yeah <laughs> I mean? exactly I mean, everybody owned slaves back then, so not everybody. Well, no, no, I'm not saying no. I mean, I'm shaking my head a, as in disapproval. Thing, so, yeah. <laughs> not normal, but it was. Anyways, back to the ghost. She made daily appearances. Um, so what bel- did Kate Batts think about this? Kate Batts, right? Yeah. I have no idea. I didn't really find anything. Like, it was really hard to find. Like, every time I looked up Kate Batts, okay. it would bring up stuff about the entity. The witch, right? Or yeah. the entity, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I do have something in here about her, but it just seems like she's kind of, like, maligned in a way because okay. she's, like, an easy scapegoat. So I'll just put that out there. Okay. So, like I said, the ghost made daily appearances in the Bell household, um, tormenting the family. Um, John Bell, who had tried to keep the goings on a secret, finally confided in a family friend, James Johnston, and his wife. Um, He spent the night one evening, actually it was like over the course of several nights, him and his wife. And he would be awakened in the night by the same phenomena. And in the morning, after the first morning, he told John Bell that it was a spirit just like in the Bible, like basically a ghost. The ghost offered varying reasons as to why it was there, pointing to the origin of its appearance to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property, and that's been verified. Okay. And sent Drew Bell and Bennett Porter on a wild goose chase um, searching for buried treasure, claiming it was the spirit of an immigrant. This is this spirit, like... You're just fucking with them? Yeah, just plainly fucking with them saying that was the spirit of an immigrant who had buried a treasure under a large rock by a spring on the banks of the river and that it wanted elizabeth bell to have it the spirit gave various specific instructions for locating this treasure and after a day of digging at the designated spot the spirit began laughing at them for their foolishness and believing such a story holy shit yeah this it was just wow mischievous vanity was also very well versed in the bible okay that's not something you hear every day no it's Are weird you sure? like how wasn't much documentation maybe fucking with them somehow? No, because she wasn't anywhere near the house it was just like literally a voice coming out of nowhere oh my god that still creeps me out though i mean yeah um vanity was there's also another theory out there okay um there was a school teacher who was like who betsy ends up marrying okay um i have to look up his name right now they think that, you know, because he was he was enamored with her and he was also a married man at the time. Okay. They think that it was elaborate hoax that he was perpetrating. Really? That's another theory out okay. there. So anyways, there's a bunch of theories out there. The Indian burial ground, that it's a poltergeist, um, even one that it was actually Betsy herself. Because I don't know if you've ever heard the theory about poltergeist activity that sometimes it can be uh, perpetrated by a living person okay and and a lot of times young girls are like you know because they have so much energy in them that they can uh, manifest this energy okay so that was another one of these those theories that's out there actually the movie plays on that theory that the haunting the american haunting kind of plays on that theory itself like I said, it was very well versed in the Bible, and apparently it enjoyed arguing about religion. 
Oh, shit. It was also known to have repeated word for word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> really the weird, big, right? Thank Lord for this. She's like, nope, that's a wrong scripture. Try it again. Right. It was also known to have repeated word for word two sermons given 13 miles apart at the same time. Oh, shit. Yeah. How and did that, was that sound? That, that would freak me like, the fuck out. Yeah, it could travel like long distances and then it could be in two places at the same time. That was another commonality. Okay. About a lot of the stories of the Bell Witch. It also amused itself by sharing gossip about things happening in other households around oh, the town. Oh, no. And... If you, like, made an inquiry about certain households, it would disappear, like, go quiet, and then come back and report back to you. Like, oh shit that was going God. down. <laughs> it was a chismosa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Like, bananas. Anyways, for some unknown reason, the witch also had an abiding and passionate hatred for John Bell Sr. Never reveals why. Was he having an affair with the other lady? I don't know, but the weird thing is that I wrote it in here somewhere. It doesn't have a problem with the wife. In fact, it's really? like, it seems to like love the wife. But not the girls or the father or anybody else. Yeah, it has, I don't know, it like has this weird, wicked relationship with the girl too, like this like love-hate relationship with the girl because it tortures her yeah but at the same time um she ends up with at some point she has pleurisy okay and she gets gravely gravely ill and it is like and i didn't put that in here it there was just so much stuff out there right but um she has pleurisy and it basically nurses her back to health really yeah like even like bringing her like nuts and feeding her like bizarre wow okay like I say, it never reveals why it can't stand him, but the witch swore it would kill him. Really? Yeah. Wow. So John Bell... Sounds Bell, like it's a jilted lover of sorts, I'm just saying. It's just, <laughs> it's like the most bizarre story, but there's just like, I'm saying, you know, you get these ghost stories and these entity stories out there, and this one just has so much information. John Bell. Okay. He, he begins to suffer mysterious attacks in which his tongue would swell and stiffen in his mouth oh no he would be unable to eat or talk he described the feeling like a sharp stick wedged crossways in his mouth oh my god that's awful and then during this time the witch or entity takes a sick pleasure in his suffering and as the spells grew more frequent and worse kate repeated the bell to one day kill him wow why but why though i it's never really revealed at times, the spirit displayed a form of kindness, especially towards Lucy, the wife. Uh, John Bell's Lucy's played actually by uh, Sissy Spacek. Okay. The most perfect, calling her the most perfect woman to walk the earth. Like I said, she was kind of like had an affinity towards her. And then the witch would give Lucy fresh fruit and sing hymns to her, and. She- showed john bell jr a measure of respect so the son okay it was a, a really weird that's haunting that's insane altogether. i mean i just, it just it's not like it's just kind of everywhere all right. over the place yeah uh, okay and then as the story of the bell witch um spread through the community in 1818 john bell was excommunicated excommunicated from his church the official reason was the charge of usury over a slave sale um with kate bats okay but some think that the supernatural events um were the actual reason news of the haunting haunting finally spread even reaching the ears of future president andrew jackson 
Really? Yeah. Well, that's not very Christian of them. Be like, sorry, you on your own with that supernatural stuff going on in your house. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Zip my lip. Um, In 1819, General Andrew Jackson paid a visit to the Bell Homestead, and the three oldest Bell sons had served under Jackson during the Battle of New Orleans, and he had heard the story of the Bell Witch. Jackson had a horse-drawn wagon and several men with him, um, and as they approached the farm, the wagon stopped and the horses could not pull it from its position. After trying to get the wagon from going, going for some time, Jackson exclaimed, By the eternal, boys, it is the witch! And then a female voice was heard saying, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. Oh, shit. And that was another thing. Like, the Bell Witch just seemed to be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's no consistency at all. Right. No, so I'm kind of confused in how this whole thing's going. Yeah. I'm like, wait. She are... almost sounds comical and interesting at some point. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I think people are just making up shit at this point. Right. And to the and then after she says that, the horses were able to pull the wagon again. Jackson had planned to stay a week, but the group, having experienced more of the witches' attacks overnight, left the bell farm the next day. They're like, fuck this shit. No, yeah. man. I'm leaving Sorry. right now. Sorry, Bye. General. Bye-bye. Um, accounts exist of this event, but it does not appear in any of Jackson's personal writings. So, you know, also take that with a grain of salt. Right. Um, there's another account that one of Jackson's men proclaimed to be a witch slayer and says that he can take care of the witch. (laughs) Okay. And then the spirit shows up and dares him to shoot her. And when he pulls out his pistol and it, it doesn't fire. And then she proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't think this is a spirit. (laughs) Leading him to the door by his nose. Oh my God. No. I'm telling you, there's like so many accounts out there. Um, The hauntings continue for years. She's like, fatty, fatty, two by four. (laughs) Can't get through the kitchen door, but I'll pull you through your nose. Yeah, you will. Um, the hauntings continue for years, and then in 1820, like, uh, it's like three years later, when I say it started, like, 18 and 17, at the age of 70, so he's already pretty advanced at age when everything starts. Okay. Um, John Bell Sr. dies mysteriously of a strange illness that weakened him until he finally passed. The witch supposedly takes credit for his death. They said that his breath had a strange smell and his mouth was full of a black inky liquid and there was a bottle nearby, which with a black inky liquid. And a family member gives a drop to the cat because they think this is a great idea. Right, and poor the cat damn cat. kills over and dies. Oh my God. You know, it's the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Look at all the picture. She mad at the daughter because daughter's not doing her chores, not, you know, doing what she needs to do, churning, you know, stuff. Butter. Churning butter. <laughs> Because she's the favorite daughter, right? Right? I'm like, she's not doing her duty. She ain't doing her chores. Her husband's being an ass. Probably real demanding, especially in those times. It's totally his life. Like, that's that's my vote. That's your vote. That's, that's your theory vote. and you're sticking to it. Yep. And apparently, like, there's a huge age gap between, like, and I don't know how old he is at the time, but I think she was, like, 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. When he married. I'm okay her. with the, the, the poultry guy sitting there saying, I'm going to kill you because that's fucked up. Well, apparently that was a thing back then, too. Uh, who, uh, Gross. 12. 
Apparently, she makes a mockery of his funeral, singing a drink drinking songs during the totality of the funeral until everybody leaves, and then she shuts up. She's like, oh, 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 like maybe his wife's oh, 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 and apparently there was a lot of people that attended that funeral because he was very well known and very well respected. But the church didn't visit, right? Well, probably not. Just thinking that for a cheras. Oh my god. Okay, so then Kate, she Kate the witch, that the name that she gives herself. She didn't vanish immediately after the death of her proclaimed enemy. Oh my god, that's the wife. I am telling you it's the wife. Though she stayed around threat. Well, how long did she stay around afterwards? Because like, did I mention the fact that she, Oh yeah, I did. That she names herself Kate. Yeah. Bats. Okay. So, like I said, she didn't vanish immediately after the death of her pro- proclaimed enemy, though she stayed around threatening Betsy Bell to not marry the man that she truly loved, who was Joshua Gardner. Okay, so the witch would never say why, but she did allow the girl to later marry the local school teacher um, named uh, Professor Richard Powell, which I was He was a married guy, right? Yeah, he was married, but it, his wife mysteriously dies, died. Dies the same year that John Bell does. So that's that was another interesting aspect. Remember, like I said, some of the theories out there were that he was perpetrating this right. as a hoax. But on her behalf. I mean, it's very, that's a very elaborate hoax over several years. It depends how miserable you are. <laughs> I don't know. He's married to somebody he doesn't love. He's a teacher, so he probably doesn't like that either. More time on his hands, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe it's in cahoots with the wife. It's funny that this isn't freaking you out. Because <laughs> as I'm reading these accounts, I'm like, ah. Kate soon left the family but promised to return. Kate, the entity. Um, she did come back and plague the family again for two weeks. She soon departed, but many believe that she may not have gone far. Kate then bid everyone for farewell. She's very dramatic. Right? Farewell, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's time for blah. me to go now. <laughs> okay, and she promises to return in seven years. So basically, she prophesizes her, her return. return. Um, she did return in 1828 for a few short weeks, and during this visit, she came to the home of John Bell Jr., and had long talks with him about the past. So, like, they were like old friends. Um, the present and the future. And she made some predictions of the future. And apparently, I don't know why I didn't write that down here, but she predicted the Civil War. Okay. In one of her conversations with him. And then Kate also said there was a reason for John Bell's death, which they don't elaborate on anywhere. Um, however, she never said what the reason was. After the second visit, she said her next return would be in 107 years. That was 1935. Okay. Some believe that Kate never left the area at all due to the strange things that have occurred in and around the town of Adams and the Bellwitch Cave um, over these many years. So there's also a cave associated with oh, this. Oh, okay. Benedy that tormented the, tormented the Bell family and the Red River Settlement almost 200 years ago is often blamed for unexplainable manifestations that occur near the old bell farm today. The faint sounds of people talking and children playing can sometimes be heard in the area, and it's not uncommon to see candlelights dance through the dark fields late at night. It's very interesting. I mean, it's the south, so maybe it's fireflies. I don't know. 
Um, photography is especially difficult. Some pictures taken in the area show mists, orbs of light, and other phenomena, including human-like figures who are were not present when the pictures were taken. Oh, wow. That's insane. And then I mentioned the Bell Witch Cave. There's also a nearby cave close to the Red River that has become synonymous with the Bell Witch hauntings. And it is known as the Bell Witch Cave. Um, Legend has it that when the spirit of the witch departed from the torment of the the Bell family, she went into this cave. To rest, maybe? I don't think that bitch rested. (laughs) (laughs) At all. (laughs) Um, Others believe that the cave marks the entrance to a doorway through which Kate came into the world and departed perhaps... Um, so hibernating and even returns today like a bear right <laughs> um the bell witch cave became an attraction thanks to large thanks largely to a man named bill eden who owned the property for a number of years um eden was a wealth of information about the cave and about the fact that strange occurrences were continuing to take place in the land that once belonged to john bell in and on the land and although he was mainly a farmer, Eden did make some early improvements to the cave by adding electrical lights, but that was about all. Okay. You can visit the cave today. Today, they I was do, just going to ask you. They do still... t- tours in the summer. Really? Apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, many of the strange experiences actually happened to Bill Eden himself, while others involve visitors to the cave. Um, I didn't put all the experiences out there, but I put one. Um, for instance, a woman came to visit one day and asked to go down to see the cave. She had brought a group of friends along, and in all, and in all, about 15 people followed Eden down the rather, rather treacherous path to the cave's entrance. All at once, the woman in charge of the group abruptly sat down in the middle of the path. One of the people who was with her asked why she was just sitting there, and she answered that she wasn't. She claimed that a heavy weight, which felt like a ton of lead, was press pressing down on her and pressing her to the ground, and she couldn't get up. Oh, no. God, that freaks me the fuck out. I'd be like, I'm out! Bye. I'm running! Um, several members of the group managed to get um, the lady to her feet and half carried her back up the hill to her car. Wow. So that was one of many experiences, because he did a bunch of tours, and like people had all kinds of... There's like... A bunch of phenomena that have happens in and around the cave, right. like electrical interference, like cameras will stop working, recording equipment will stop working. Um, people see things, they feel things. That yeah. is that is some part I'm never gonna go. <laughs> I've mentioned, and I know you don't watch this kind of stuff, but Ghost Adventures are like one of the shows out there that they actually go out to different places right. and record stuff. Um, they got a bunch of evps and other phenomenon they have this hate it it's like it's a, a ghost box it's almost like a, a like very like weird computer that's like all kinds of words are stored in the voice box okay it makes these staticky sounds and it picks up the energy and what if they ask the question to a ghost it will answer like it'll pull pull words out of this box and it'll answer that's weird yeah it's really weird and it's like when you're listening to it, it's really hard. No, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. Of all the things, I'd rather <laughs> listen to an EVP than listen to this voice box. I am so happy I've never heard that. I'd probably be a hell of a lot more freaked out had I heard that voice box, but I am good. <laughs> I'm fine, fine, fine. So, like I was saying about Kate Batts, um, like I said, she was basically like she was a scapegoat. Okay. 
um, of this whole story. And here is the real information on her. As far as like some of the stuff that I could pull off of her. Um, she was married to Frederick Batts. Um, he was an invalid. So that might explain why she wore the pants in the family. Yeah, that makes more sense. And they mig- migrated to Tennessee from North Carolina in 1880. Um, 1810, sorry, to 1811. In the 1810 to 1811 time frame. And they had five children. Um, Their family was poor compared to the many other families in the Red River settlement. Um, One of the stories out there had it that she was upset on one of the land deals. And it wasn't just the slave thing that she felt like um, she was cheated out of like some land. And you can almost imagine that simply because she was a woman. Right. And that she was very bitter about that. And so I think that's where some of the stories came from. Um, she attended Red River Baptist Church on occasion, but she was not an actual member. And one of the stories had her like walking into church. This guy is like on the ground on his knees, like having a religious experience. And she steps on his coattails. (laughs) And he's in the middle of having this religious experience. And he thinks that he's being pulled down. Oh my God. That's fucking hysterical. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I'm going to die laughing. I would have been that real loud uh, church goer. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening. It was like, I think it was one of the documentaries I was listening to. And it was like this Tennessee guy with his Tennessee drawl. And he's telling the story. And the only way a Southern person could tell the story very slowly. And it just had its like perfect cadence to it. So it was just, it was kind of funny. Um, anyways, and I couldn't tell it the way he told it. She had no education, but liked to use big words to make people think she did and frequently misused and pronounced them, which, okay. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And the women didn't like her because she was, she was just like very, she wasn't that ladylike, she wasn't ladylike and she was just, she was, she didn't act the way women act are supposed to yeah um she outlived both john and lucy bell okay which is interesting because she's credited as being the ghost she died in 1842 five years after lucy bell died and 22 years after john bell died really yeah so that's an interesting tidbit and then some say she was a pra- she was practicing black magic, but there's no proof of that. You can go to www.bellwitchcave.com if you want to get more information on um, visiting the cave. Okay. On this site, I pulled this off of the site right there. Um, over time, so many people have traveled great distances to visit the Bell home that it had eventually to had to be eventually torn down for the safety. Really? Yeah, for safety oh, that's purposes. Kind of sad. In the latter part of the 1800s, actually, so it's been a while. Um, the historic Bell Witch Cave Incorporated has preserved some of the artifacts from the original cabin, such as the chimney stone and an iron kettle. You can see these articles along with some other artifacts, news articles, and photos from the time. Um, John Bell and his family resided on the farm uh, when touring the reconstructed Bell Cabin. The Bell Farm is in a secluded area in Adams, Tennessee, and it's a very beautiful it's a very beautiful representation of the state of Tennessee, um, with its rolling green hills and farmland. If you are interested interested in the paranormal activity, 
or if you are a history buff, then the Bell Witch Cave and Farm will definitely not disappoint. Um, and also, I'm um, giving Tennessee some credit over there. If you like canoeing or kayaking the Red River's Great River to navigate to enjoy the beauty of Tennessee. Kind of makes me want to go there. I don't know right. so much that I want to go into the cave. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much my story. There's there's other stories, like there's a, a high school that's uh, closed down now, and it's more of a museum. Okay. But there's hauntings there. There's a lot of hauntings that are going around in the area that have been going on in the last 200 years that have been oh. attributed to the Bell so Witch. Have, I wonder if that's all just sacred Indian burial ground. I, I think, I don't know. My personal thought is that... It has a lot to do with that. Maybe and there's just some were just mich- mischievous entity murdered people that are just I have no idea. Yeah, but that's that's the story that's out there. Wow, I've enjoyed putting that story together. I liked it. I enjoyed it too. Anyways, <laughs> I also just when you mentioned a little bit ago about the um, cameras and stuff going kind of high haywire. Um, one of my um, one of my friends actually just came back from Sedona and. Um, usually her dogs love to play in the snow. And so, um, unfortunately, the three dogs just didn't want anything to do with this area. And she kept like, come on, come on, you know, play, kiddos, you know. And because um, those are her kiddos for at the time being. I guess she's taking pictures, you know, the dogs and her husband, her and the dogs, um, so on and so forth. And so when she goes to develop them, one of them is um framed in almost a weird circle like there's a lot of like um lines like almost like somebody went and like put a swoosh like a swoosh but like you know you stick a pencil and then you just turn a paper and it creates those lines but right. in a digital um picture form right. that's it looked like that and right in the center was like a, a picture spiral? of her dog no um god i wish i could she she actually contributed it to a likely a vortex being there because it literally like i said it looked like um somebody had actually spin the picture around so it's completely distorted in a complete circle except with the center of her and her dog that's weird right did she show you a picture? Yeah, she did. Oh, wow. I was asking her to send it to me, yeah. but she was just like, oh, okay, but I don't think she will. Oh, well, if she does, yeah, maybe definitely. we'll share it if she doesn't mind. Yeah. There was also another, like, I think it was that same documentary that I was listening to. Okay. Um, at the end of it, the person that's narrating it in a okay. spooky voice, she's talking about that. It's also said that if you um, say into a mirror three times, a witch, bell witch, whatever, okay. like, she'll appear. Um, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I didn't remember doing that I, to Bloody I, Mary And I didn't either. find that I'm in like, any nope. of my other, like, research. Right. Yeah. You're so like, you're just making was, up stuff now. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't recommend you to try it. I, You know, my personal thought on those kind of things is okay. that if you put any sort of intent out there, that you're... You're, you're inviting see, it. Yeah, you're going to see something. Yeah. Red dot, you know. Yeah, I'm stuff. not the one. No. Good, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, we're at 600 downloads. Yay. So I thought that was kind Thank of Thank you, exciting. everybody. Thank I appreciate you. it. We know there's like a lot of choices out there for podcasts for you to listen to. It's a pretty saturated. Yeah. We're hoping you're enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, me and Alma are definitely having a great time um, being spending time together. Put, you know. Even like doing the research sometimes is like pretty fun. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, do you have anything else? No, I think that's about it this week hope you guys have a fun and safe halloween eat lots of candy or not 
<laughs> drink lots of wine. Drink lots of wine. That's fine. The vampire wine. Yeah. Is that I'm... like a specialty wine? Like, is it is it like something that's limited? You know what? I actually, this label I actually did not find on their website, surprisingly. So they looks like they changed their labels, and I'm not sure if it's due to the year. Oh, okay. But so I did find this, like I said, a total wine. There was only a couple bottles left, um, but I could not find the black label anywhere to buy. Okay. Because so, I was thinking I like, maybe I'll go pick up another bottle because it's really good. And yeah, it's like really I said, good. I, I mean, I, it's supposed to be there at Total Wine and you can always just check online as well. So right. yeah, I have my crew at Total Wine. <laughs> uh, Paul, David, Dre. I mean, And honestly, they know you, Yvette. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're, like, yes. They're like, hi, like, Where have you been? We haven't seen you in like a week. And I'm like, I know. One of the gals there is super duper sweet. Um, yeah, she's. I remember one time me and Sergio um, going over there and wanting to pick up some alcohol like maybe three minutes before they close. And she looks at us and she's like, what you guys and i'm screaming down the the aisle saying, as you're running yeah literally i'm like i'm just gonna get my stuff i'll be right out of here she's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so we grab it and i'm like see we're out before you guys close i knew exactly what i wanted and she just rolls her eyes and laughs because what is she gonna do <laughs> right that's hilarious <laughs> so base so i guess that's our night yeah definitely it was a great night happy halloween to you all i hope you guys have a good weekend and um i'm yvette i'm alma and this is tipsy tales you guys have a good one good night hey guys thanks for listening to this episode of tipsy tales music by jesse biscata artwork by sergio hernandez and if you're listening on itunes please don't forget to rate and review thanks